on the ball city, baby. Let's go. Just a block. Wow. Wow. Hyper wow. 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 I'm in tradition. The North City Football Cup. Hello and a warm welcome to the TNC podcast. Norwich City may have been relegated, but fear not, we won't be dampening the mood anymore. We thought we'd find one former Norwich City player that has a good spirit, a good heart, and will definitely cheer you up. Uh, None other than a former Norwich City player of the season and a man who has felt promotions at the Canaries, Seb Basson. Yeah, he said, how are you? Good to see you, buddy. Yeah. And thanks for driving so far because... Uh, it's not that far. London, well, you say that, but... Well, I'm, no, I used to do that a lot when I was playing Norwich. Mm. But no, London, North London ain't that far from Norwich. If I was living south, it would have been a different story. But. I love that, though. You, you can learn something off Sepp, Chris, because he, <laughs> I live in a place called Great Yarmouth, which is half an hour from here. Yeah. Getting him to drive half an hour I impossible. don't want to drive to Great Yarmouth. Impossible. But the bass has made the most effort out of any guest. Yep. I think he's driven the furthest. Yep. And I think he's going to give us some, some juicy stories as well. So... Could be a good one. It would be a good one. That's the reason I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) Look, we always start with our guests. Um, We like to go back to the start of one's career. Born in France. Was football always the career choice? Did you have your heart set on that? Or was it just Mm. something that came later? No, not really. At the start, I wasn't really first about football. Playing football was only the best way for me to be out there. Because my dad was really strict. Mm. And it still is. And uh, so it was school, home, school, home. Because in the, le- the neighborhood where we were living in, that was a bit rough. So my okay. dad didn't want us to just like humbling around. So football became my, ex- my escape. So I started playing football. And then it turned out that I was a pretty good player. <laughs> so one thing led to another. I got me into it. And um, then I started playing, yeah. So Amazing. that was it. I love, the, I love the fact that it wasn't maybe as serious as some, because some people they kick a ball at five, six, and they're like, this is what I want to do. It sounds like you were a bit more, I get a relaxed manner about you. I think you're quite a relaxed, laid yeah. back chat. It just happened. Yeah, it, just, it happened, but obviously some stuff triggered it. Like the likes, I got three, three bigger brother. Okay. So the thing is, my bigger brother, they, they didn't really believe in me. So that's what triggered me a little bit because therefore one day I was just watching a football game with them and I asked them like, guys, what's the point to play football if you don't play, I don't know, at the top? But I was really naive, I was young and uh, one of them just turned out, looked at me, he said, what are you talking about? He said, you'd be lucky if you only make it. Like, and then he slapped me, bah, like that. (laughs) So you fool or something like that. But in a way that triggered me because in my head I thought like, you know what? okay you think i can't do it i wasn't really into i was just asking a simple question yeah yeah and then that triggered me because in my with my siblings i have three bigger brother one little sister and little brother so i was right in the middle and i really didn't i didn't really exist at the time so that triggered me i'm like okay i'll show you so from that day he started becoming a little bit more real for me okay and then it turned out but I was pretty good at it. So then the rest is, is 
another story. So you were at um, Mets, is that how you pronounce it? Mets for three years, uh, nearly 80 appearances. And then the move comes to England, Newcastle United come calling. That doesn't seem like a common, from France to England, you don't see too many players sort of making that hop nowadays. What did Newcastle see in you that made them spend decent money to bring you over? The, the thing that you got to know, I went from Mets yeah. to Newcastle, I made a trial. I was on trial mm, first. I see. I was playing for France under 21, mm. right? And I played the Toulon tournament. Then my agent called me and said, you know what, you, I think uh, my friend, which is a my Newcastle manager, like, kind of like you. He said, who is that? He said, Kevin Keegan. I said, oh, cool. I was just, I was like, overexcited. He said, yeah. And then my agent couldn't say it properly. He was like, yeah, but he's not sure about you, about if you would adapt to the English football. You know, he was mumbling. He was, I said, listen, spit it out. He <laughs> wants me to come on trial. And he was like, uh, yeah. So, but, because bear in mind, when you Andrew 21 French guy, you play for the national team, you're kind of feeling yourself a little uh, bit. Okay. You know, okay. like, so your agent coming and tell you, listen, uh, would you accept to go on, on a trial? It doesn't look good. It doesn't look good for okay. you. Like, out of ego, you could say, no way, I don't yeah. do no trial. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's why he, he couldn't say it. It was like going around and around and around. And I said, so he wants me to come on trial. And he said, yeah, surely I didn't see him, but he should have been, he would have been <laughs> like that. What is he going to say? And I said, yeah, no worries. He said, yeah, for real. I said, yeah, as long as my club, Mets, because I was still on the contract with Mets, allowed me to go, yeah. I'll go. He was like, oh, it was a relief. So that's how I went to Newcastle on trial. And I, literally a trial. And I was overconfident going on a trial. I knew what I was about. And for the story, a week before my agent told me about Kevin Keegan like fancying me, I watched the, the movie Goal. Uh, yeah, I was, was going to mention I, that. Huge I, club, mate. But like, I, I watched that a week before. So when he called, when wow. I had the call, I said, nah, this is the sign. I'm going no matter yeah, like, what. <laughs> I said, I'm going. Like, yes, trial, a month trial, two days. So I, t I stayed 10 days. And yeah, that's how then I trained well really well then this is when i met chris Hutton for the first time so the first time he was giving he was the one giving me a one-on-one -on -one session because mm -hmm. i thought i was going to train with the team but i find myself being out in the cold enough never been in england before oh first time in england first well. time ever wow. i had never traveled in my life wow i was a proper boy from paris yeah, yeah. and um and then there i came in the summer for like summer but it was raining, windy, <laughs> I, w I had a t-shirt, and I was like, where the hell am I? So then I find myself on the training ground, big training ground, but me and Chris, and he's throwing me ball in the air, making me those head headers and all that. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> so I passed that session, yeah. and uh, he validated me. Then the next day I trained with them, trained well, Ended up the week by um, a friendly game against Doncaster. Mm. That's how, like, he said, yeah, you could play a game. Honestly, I was nervous. So I played. I had a number 46. And I played well. But the thing is, the first three balls in the air, long ball, I had a striker coming up here. A black guy, stocky guy. 
and he literally bullied me. <laughs> like I, I went for the header, boom, I'm on the floor. What? And I'm looking at the ref, play on, looking at the <laughs> gaffer, harder. I'm like, what? What age were you then, Seb? I was 19. Because wow. that's just not uh, Norwich, you, which we'll go on to a minute. That's like, that doesn't even feel like you. You're not getting pushed off the ball at Norwich. No, yeah. So no. You, that obviously just completely changed from that moment. But like, I was supposed to be good in the air. That was, you know, like, but. <laughs> Big Seb Bass. That's what you do. Yeah. Go on off, on the floor. Second ball, same. Boom, on the floor. And I, honestly, at that time, I didn't get it. I was like, yo, okay. <laughs> what is going on here? Yeah. Third ball, and I talked to Abi Bay because he was translating for me in French. He said, Seb, you got to be harder. You know what? Go with everything. I said, Abi, but like, this is what I'm doing. I told him in French, this is what I'm doing. He said, no. And Kevin Keegan was like, how the hell you doing that? <laughs> what is on the <laughs> Third ball, I just went like wild on the ball. I just yeah. went up, wow! <laughs> and I headed the ball. Good header back. And then the ref said, play on. And mm. I looked straight on the, on the touchline, the gaffer. He's yeah. like, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> and I said, okay, <laughs> I get it. From the, and this is when something clicked. The English game. The English game clicked mm. click that quick. Yeah. Like, so is there that bigger difference in physicality yeah. between French and English? Yeah, is it that? was very... Like even when I trained in the pre-season with Newcastle on the trial, I had to stop the session because at some point I was going to throw up because oh, wow. the intensity was different. And even Kevin again said, listen, kid, stop, get on the stand side. I said, no, 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 no. He said, you, you're not going to die today. This is the end, France. It's not France. Yeah. France, you're running like that here. Yeah, it's yeah, intense, yeah. box to box. And, all. and that's what they saw. And long story short, I signed my contract, which is another story, the way I signed my contract at Newcastle, because there's a big thing about the bullying that I received by Dennis Wise at the time because he gave me a sheet of paper with all the central defenders and I was the number six. He said, listen, we didn't pay a lot of money for you. So he's take it or leave it. He, he offered me a grand a week. And I was like, what? Because mm -hmm. what? I had planned or in my head. Yeah, I thought, yeah. you know what? I'm coming to England. It's going to be yeah, loaded. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. But he literally bullied me. I wasn't going to sign the contract. I left the room. I left the room with my agent. I was swearing at him in French, mm. blah, blah, blah. But quickly, long story short, I called my dad. Yeah. He was in Cameroon and uh, my dad knew how to poke me. Yeah. He's like, he said, you know what? All I'm here, because I, I went on a rant. Yeah, dad, they disrespected me. Blah, 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 what, a, what, a, what a F is that? <laughs> blah, 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 blah. He's like, okay, okay, okay. And then uh, he said to me, is that it? Are you done? So I said, yeah, but look, I'm not signing. He said, where are you from? I said, yeah, no, where I'm from? He said, okay, just quickly think about where we live. Do you yeah. want to go back there? Wow. Do you want to go back there? So no, the, the, son, the person I'm talking to now, and my son, and the son I raised, because you're being, you're being so weak just because you don't get what you think what you're you supposed want. to get. Mm. And that's why you want to run away or something. He said, listen, you're wasting my time and you hang up on me. Wow. And uh, he knew how to just like Yeah, poke he knew me. that you would then go against him. I was like, I was like, I was yeah, like yeah. what? And then I just took this, the paper, yeah. the pen and paper, I signed sword pages and I just threw it back to Dennis Wise. Yeah. Didn't do no picture, nothing. Oh, really? Nothing like that. And that's how I signed for Newcastle and that's how my mindset shifted. And I went on a mission. Okay, you disrespected me. Mm. So I'll show you. 
that was the club that you toughened up at, wasn't it, Seb? Definitely, because I remember reading before you came on today about there's a, there's some great stories of um, you in training with Alan Shearer. Like you're up against Alan Shearer every week, so you had to learn to be strong, to be aggressive, to be physical. Because what was it like training with Alan Shearer? It was wicked. Mm. Me personally, like there was a lot of players. They were like, "He's the gaffer." You know, we can't touch him. Yeah, yeah. And I said to her, uh, like, I knew what Alan liked. Yeah. You know, it's like, he's got character. He likes, yeah, if yeah. you show character, he, he knows that he can count on you. You can yeah. go to war with him. So I said to him one day, I said, boss, listen, now you're on the train with us, but this is my pitch. So now you're under my roof. <laughs> and then he's like, okay, mate, let's go. Come on. And he, just, he was giving me hell boy and stuff. So I, I had to give him back. <laughs> Boom, everything. And this is when Alan and myself, right. we just like really, something clicked. Yeah. Like, he was like, mm -hmm. yeah, I like that. So yeah, that was good to train with him because he wasn't like, he wasn't giving you a sniff. Yeah, yeah. But so did I. When you mentioned there about your dad phoning to get that contract signed, was that trying to sort of humble you a bit? Do you think you had a bit of an ego at the early Ooh. stages of your career? Oh, yeah. Of course, I had a massive ego. Yeah. Like, but if what a warranted ego, or do you think that was? But if you want to, for me, seem like the biggest player, the best player, you got to have an ego. They all mm. got an ego. If you, without an ego, you don't do nothing. Mm. Like then it's up to you and it's up to the, your surrounding to really managing that ego. Use that, yeah. But without ego, you don't achieve nothing because the ego, it's not, it depends how you use it. Sometimes mm. my ego has been playing against me. Cool, uh, fair enough. Mm. But most of the time, my ego, my rage, my anger <sighs> made me go even beyond what I expected to go. So yeah. And I think that's um, a principle or an idea that people associate to too much negativity. When you look at the biggest player, what they've achieved, if they got no ego, mm. they wouldn't be the biggest player. Every player will make a difference in the team. You need an ego. That's why you need a manager who is able to, who knows how to manage those ego. Mm. That's, that's why like, you see the difference between a, a very good manager and a, an average one, mm. because you don't, it's not about technical thing. It's about, okay, how can I main manage those people? Mm. When you put a lot of good players together, you know that the, the ego level is going to go up. So are you able to manage that? And yes, I had an ego, obviously. Newcastle was the first English team, then come Spurs. Yeah. And this feels big. This big money big. paid. Yeah. When, when was the first moment you realised that Spurs wanted you and what was going through your head at that point? The first moment is when we do play them okay. with Newcastle and uh, Harry stopped me after the game. Harry Redknapp? Yeah, Harry stopped me after the game, give me praises and stuff. Was that out of his car window? <laughs> <laughs> Not that one. Not that one. And, uh, and then when Alan came to see me, he said, Harry went to see Alan. He said, okay. listen, there's a couple of players in your team that are fancy. And uh, who do you reckon should be the, the one I go to? Like, not according to their performances, but you see them every single yeah. day. And Alan said, Seb. Alan wow. said, Seb. And Alan came and told me, like, he told me, listen, Seb, yeah, they, they own you. And as soon as, the, this is when I realized, and then other clubs started coming, and then 
the whole game started with all the big clubs and all that. And yeah, that was uh, this is when I, reala- I realized for real that okay, it's happening. Mm. It's happening. That's good. To get that, for Alan Shearer, Alan Shearer to say, yeah, you should be going in for Seb. That's mad. Like Britain's, one of England's greatest ever players is saying, yeah, Harry Redknapp, you're the man to sign. That's mad for you. Because for me... Was that just normal? Was normal. It? I mean, was it? I, don't, I don't look at Alan as in... I know he's a legend. Yeah. And trust yeah, yeah. me, I felt it when the first game at Newcastle, when mm. he took charge of the, like the whole stadium yeah. was Alan Stadium. Mm. So the aura, I know who he is, but I've always made the difference. Okay, like I wouldn't worship him. Mm. Yeah. I, I don't worship nobody. So I just like, okay, yeah, that's cool. Thanks. And he does things for me and I have to give him back things. Yeah. For, that's how it works. If like he wouldn't have done that if I hadn't done anything for him, like I show him that he can count on me. I show him that okay, you know what? No matter what, I'm with you. So I think it's the not even the right things to do, but it's just like it's calm. I mean, it goes in and out. What comes around goes around. Yeah, so sure. that was a good relationship that we had, and he knew that okay, Seb. Now no matter what, he's always going to be hundred and twenty percent. Spurs sign you, it was about eight million pounds, wasn't it? Yeah. Which back in what we're talking, two thousand and nine would have been serious money. Yeah. Was there pressure? Did you feel pressure? A little bit. I mean, I started feeling the pressure when on my medical day. Mm. When I signed the contract, the, the fee's been agreed. Mm-hmm. I see my name on Sky Sports News and all that, okay. It's all right, but until I get to London and when I'm in the car I see a bunch of paparazzi following us, like in the cars. Had you had that before? No, never. No, okay. Newcastle is a bit, is is lively, but it's not the same hype. It's not not London. Then I get there, and now there's paparazzi all over, like in the bush. And (laughs) whoa, I'm like, whoa, that's a big move. And yeah, this is when I realized, okay, and and the same. Now it's serious now, Mm. but no pressure. What's in particular, but I was like, okay, this is different. Uh, I don't know. This is a different taste. I've spoken to a few Tottenham fans. When, when I've told a few friends that you're coming on today, I, I said, what are your memories of Seb? And they all had good, happy memories of you. Would you look back at your time at Tottenham in a, in a good light? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, to, Tottenham is people, like, I've spent more time, long, many, uh, yeah few many years like more years in Norwich mm. than at Spurs yeah. but people obviously they remember me from Norwich for what I've done blah blah, blah but they most remember me yeah. from Spurs because at Spurs I've like I've left my mark for real yeah in a different occasion so that's why and yeah and um we've played them I've played the highest level with Spurs Champions League for the final so scored their first Champions League goal didn't you that's what I was gonna say so wow. Did you know that? Yeah, the the, the first ever Champions League goal, and I was part of the team who got them in the Champions League. So whatever you do, you're still in 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 their heart, in their history. Mm. So that's why, and I'm I'm like, yeah, Spurs is the yeah one of the highlights of my career. Absolutely, because we've done so much with such an amazing team. When I say amazing, was like amazing team. We've Ballon d'Or's player, Luka mm. Modric, and so yeah, Spurs. I can 
experience even now i live north london so yeah. it's just like it's home yeah it's home um you spoke to john ruddy didn't you i did going into this and i and i big john i recalled when we signed you from tottenham and i was like wow this feels <laughs> like the first big player we've probably signed in my lifetime we've had times in the championship and League One, mm. and now we're going in for someone who's played Champions League football. Yeah. And I think John thought that was a similar statement from the dressing room, didn't he? Yeah, so I'll read this to you, Seb. So yeah. big big John Ruddy, I always reach out to people and say, yeah. you know, what do you think? And sometimes they give you some banter, but John, this is it's a big message from John. And he says, hi mate, I'm all good, thank you very much. Firstly, I'd say Seb was, in my opinion, a misunderstood person. He had this way about him that made you think he might have been pissed off. But he was a good guy and I've got a lot of time for him. I remember when Chris Hewton brought Seb in and it was a signing that everyone thought was a sign of better things to come. And I have to say that first season he was immense, solid and reliable. That's good from your goalkeeper, isn't it? He improved us unquestionably. The biggest memory I have was when he came back from Watford when Alex got the job. He was like a man possessed. Nothing was going to stand in his way. And he was a massive reason we got over the line that season, which we will talk about in just a minute. I remember being asked by people if it was a good idea for Seb to come back. And I said, yes, I think that was the consensus for all of the players that he would get us over the line 100%. Big John Ruddy. Yeah, it's nice from him. Mm. Yeah? yeah nice good relationship with John? Yeah. Like, John was maybe one of the only player that, as he said, who could understand where I was coming from. Mm. Mm. Because, like, and you can tell. John John is a professional. Yeah, but he is. He's yeah. professional, but he's kind of, even like, okay, although he's, he's a goalkeeper and he can see things, because goalkeeper, they can see everything. Yeah. So they they got a way, a way to analyze things in, yeah. in a different way. But as he said, yeah, I was misunderstood because as, as I've always felt I was exposed to way much bigger thing than most of the player in Norwich. Mm. So yeah. at the end of the day, I know what it takes to win. Yeah, yeah. I know what it takes to reach the highest level. Yeah. yeah. So, but when you come in the team, like when they haven't experienced that, and you want to feed them with that, obviously you're gonna be mis misunderstood. Yeah, yeah. Because my my demand, I was very demanding. Mm. And at some point, it, cr it creates friction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why I think he said I was misunderstood and I was very hungry. Because that's the thing, Seb, and I guess that, that leads us on to the, the bit when you join Norwich City from Tottenham. Obviously, we, you go for a, a loan with Wolves, but we won't talk about them. Um, you, you join Norwich, and we want to ask you about that, Seb, because... You've done this up, 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 Newcastle, huge club, Tottenham, big move, money, pressure, hype, speculation, paparazzi, everything. And then you come to Norwich. What was that like? Because that is a step down. It hurts me to say, but it is. But then at the same time, you had to, as you say, inject this mentality that we're, I guess, too used to being nice little old Norwich. And then you come in saying, I'm Champions League, said the song. That must have been a bit of a difficult transition for you. Um, to be fair, I didn't see that as a step step down. Good man, good answer. No, I didn't see that as a step down. Uh, I used to call that a step aside. Okay. 
I don't I don't go back. I just make a step aside yeah. on the side, which keeps me at the same level. Yeah. Norwich is still Premier League. Yeah. But at the time, as I said, I'm going through moments in my life that my ego and I, I wanted to play. Mm. I could have easily stayed at Spurs. Yeah. Because Villas Boas told me, said you, you're part of my team. Yeah. Yes, sit there. Yeah. No, but no, you're part of my team, so I can't guarantee that you're gonna play. Yeah. I can't guarantee you, but it's between you and Jan Vertonghen. You're gonna because in, even in preseason we just like alternated. He was playing one game, I was playing the next one, and at the time I don't know. I just like as I had done so much with Spurs already. Yeah. I felt myself like I was like, no, you know what? I won't guarantee. Wow. I won't guarantee, and I, and. And this is when Chris called me. Ah, this right. Is, this is when Chris called me. He said, "Listen, Seb. And Chris knows that I know he Chris has. knows you, yeah. He knows me well. He knows that I got a soft spot for him, and yeah. vice versa. Yeah. So when he calls me, to be frankly honest with you, I didn't know one player of Norwich. I didn't know. Like you, Norwich were promoted the the season before, mm -hmm. so I had played against them. Yeah. But when Chris called me, he said, "Listen, Seb." I'll, I'll ask you a favor. Would you consider to come to Norwich? I said, what? <laughs> I said, I don't even know where Norwich is on the map. <laughs> he said, no, you know what? We're living in North London. It's not far from London. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. look, I heard that you won't guarantee you know you're going to play. I said, at the start, first phone call? Nah, Chris, you know what? I lied. Nah. No, no, I said, you I said, said no said, to Norwich. I said, no, right? I said, no. Then he called me back. He said, Seb. Real. Think about it, and then he gave me like honestly, he praised Norwich so much, so well. What was his sales pitch? What was he saying? He was like, "This is a." He said, "I know you. I know you're emotional. You like to leave your mark somewhere, mm. and th there's a big group of players, a good group of players. They're good yeah. men, very down to earth. This that's what he's worth. Very down to earth. They've done well in the, like in the in the prem the first season. Yeah, but they're really good. They got good individuals, but." They're lacking character. Yeah. All right. They're lacking character. And I know you. <laughs> and he said, and then he knew how to put, he said, listen, you, you, you can come back to London anytime. I'll let you go back to London whenever you want. Wow. He said, you know, you will play. And that, this is what I heard. He said, people whisper that you won't guarantee and you'll be with me. So Chris said, you're in. You're 100%. in. He said, you'll be in. According that you're doing your job, you yeah, know, like, you course, know, yeah. he said, do your job and you've been because I need you. Then I hang up. I talk to my missus. It's like, listen, Chris is playing on my feelings and stuff. Like, <laughs> and, uh, and she says, Norwich, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then I said, uh, OK, and then I went online. I went online. Yeah. Check the squad. Yeah. Check the squad, the names, the nationalities and all that. Check, check. And then. Some stuff remind came back to me like I played against Horty the way we were wrestling. Mm. I said okay, yeah, yeah. So I said oh, I don't know. And sometimes I take decision just like I said okay, I'm in. I called back Chris. I said I'm in. He said are you sure? I said take your time. I said no, Chris, I'm in. Because if you give me more time, <laughs> someone else gonna, no. <laughs> I'm gonna say no. Someone else gonna come, and I come for you yeah. because I. This wow. is how I I really operate on personality because yeah. I know money. He said. Money-wise, I didn't even speak money. I said, listen, if you, you know my wages. Yeah. All I'm asking you is to match my wages. Yeah. And I, had, I was on 
Good, yeah, yeah. I said, that's the only thing. I'm not asking you for more. Yeah. I said, match my wages, and I'm in. He said, cool. So then I came, and um, yeah. So I look at the squad, look at where Norwich was on the map. And for me, it was like, okay, cool. But I came so, for me, that was a new challenge. And yeah. I love to prove people wrong. Yeah, yeah. So people thought, wow, Big Seb is going to Norwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, what is he doing? <laughs> so that put me in a position where I like to be, like yeah. underdog. And yeah, thinking yeah, like, yeah. okay, he can't do it. Going back to my brother when I was young. Yeah. Telling nice. me, now you can't do it. I said, ah, oh, I can't do it. All right, then. Boom. And then the rest, yeah. So I had to deliver. Seb, I'm really glad you mentioned that because I was about to say the stories from your brothers to um, not necessarily worshipping Alan, it's felt as if your success has maybe come from you having a bit of a chip on your shoulder. Have you felt that? What do you mean by having a chip on my shoulder? Like you, you constantly want to prove someone wrong. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you like that? I love that. And that's a part of my personality. Mm. And doing what I do today, it, it, it makes even more sense to me. But back in the days, I was always wondering, Seb, what, would you, what do you need? You always need a challenge to get the best out of you. Because if you put me in a, in a very comfortable situation, as laid back as I am, as, I might fall asleep. And that was my biggest challenge. When I had no competition, I had no mm, one, no yeah. one to compare myself to. No one or nothing. It's just like it became boring for me. It was it was clear that the reason you joined Norwich was Chris Hewton, and that's lovely yeah. to hear. There's been so many nice stories about Chris over the years. That first season at Norwich City was memorable. You were sublime. You won player of the season, Norwich City survived. You must be thinking at this stage, wow, like it's all going well, I'm playing well. My teammates are playing well. I remember that season in the Premier League. We hardly conceded goals. I think we went on a massive unbeaten run. Ten our games. Our highest ever games, Premier League yeah. finish, I think, uh, since, since the first division went to the Premier League. And you were a big impact on that. I remember it, we, we'd always been a team that conceded loads of goals, especially under Paul Lambert, who'd been here before. How were you feeling in that first season? You must have been feeling good. Yeah, it was... It was when I came... Like for me, that was very different. Norwich, like in London, so I couldn't. I had to concentrate. I had to focus. I had nothing else to do in Norwich. <laughs> but like, I, like I remember, I was looking through the window at nine. It was there was no one on the street, and I was like, okay. So in a way, that was really good because mm. for me, it was like, okay, Seb, you got no distraction. You have to really leave your mark. Mm. So the way I started the season, obviously Chris gave me a boost of confidence and I came and I kind of assessed the team and what we were doing, the way we were training, the, like, okay, that's cool. Mm. I, mean, I mean, like, there's one thing to play against them because, no disrespect, but the first season when you come up, that's what I call the lucky season. Yeah, yeah Nobody yeah. knows you. Yeah. Okay. Nobody knows you. You can play whatever football you want to play. And I think that's what tricked yeah, a, lot, a, lot, yeah. a lot of Norwich fans like with Paul Lombard in the prim. Nah, but like that's your first season. Nobody yeah. knows you. But the hardest bit is to confirm the second and third season. So I knew that I was coming in the second season of Norwich in the prem. Yeah. So I was like, no. And Chris, I know Chris style and I had meetings with him. I said, okay. So I came 
And I was like, okay, now it's going to be good. It's going to be good because like we, I see where the strengths are mm. and I see where the weaknesses are. And I said, okay, now I said you can play your role. And I don't know, I, I felt good. I was like mm. physically in shape and I, and I scored goals. So yeah, it was good. I can see that you were enjoying it, Seb. And I was, I was giggling to myself before this podcast because I was obviously doing my research, looking back through all the, all the Seb Basong Norwich City memories. And the first picture of Seb Basong with a Norwich shirt. <laughs> He's so he's 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 blatantly just gone. Yeah, Chris told me to be here, right? <laughs> but then you look at you, the player of the season trophy, and it's the grin that we all love, right? So it's very evident to see just from that said, you almost went on this journey of who the hell are Norwich to actually I'm at home now, and you were playing your best stuff at that point. When you won player of the season, you get presented with that award. That must have just been such a nice moment and feeling for you. That was honestly that was one of my best because of all the doubts yeah the doubters and the doubt that i have i was like okay when i when i came i was a bit yeah as you said i wasn't smiling at all i was just like okay except people f- for like you know what said you know you know really a happy guy but i was already in my mission yeah, yeah. The thing i was already concentrated i have to do so i have to yeah. execute i love that Execution for me, execution is worship. Yeah. I came here for a mission, I have to execute. So I was already in my mood, so I, I didn't have time to smile. I, didn't, I wasn't even commercial at all. <laughs> Not just for a picture. Nada, okay, cool, okay, then I, I couldn't even smile, <laughs> like a fake smile. But then, when everything has been accomplished, yeah, yeah obviously you can yeah. let it out, you can smile, it's job done. So, but when I, when I won th- that award, to be honest with you, I've looked at the list. I'm the, fir- the first foreigner to mm. win it. I'm the didn't only think foreigner. about that. Yeah, I'm the first foreigner. I didn't actually think mm. about that. That's a good point. That I'm the first foreigner. Like, there was only UK people yeah. in England, Wales, Scotland, yeah. and Ireland, right? <sighs> We've won it before. So, I'm the first foreigner and the first black, black, black guy to mm. have it. So, it's when I do win point. it, I'm very proud. Mate, that's so good. That's such a good point, isn't it? Mm. Like, I didn't even think about that at all. What is it about you, Seb, with... You've got this way about you. You've got this character. You've got this personality. Because Jack said there, he speaks to his mates from Tottenham. We all love, love Seb song. Mm. We speak to Newcastle fans. Great time at Newcastle. Broke through your first season there. Brilliant stuff. You come to Norwich. You win player of the season. And fans take that really seriously. Like yeah, yeah. You know, there's a massive amount of debate, even back then on social media, about you know, who's, who are you voting for player of the season? So to know that you were really at home and loved and adored by those Norwich fans, like, I don't, how do you connect with fans like how you have done over the years? Like, there's one thing about me, I'm true. I'm a, I'm a very direct person, but I'm true. I, I never fought or took football as a... A massive thing for me i don't give credit to football players in terms of we don't save lives right for me we only kick a ball don't get me wrong it brings a lot of joy yeah it's like it's amazing yeah but the fame makes it like crazy not even the money the fame so for me i always downplay the fact that okay i'm normal like you know what yeah, yeah. so with the fan i'm gonna like interact with you in a normal way normal yeah. level for me we're the same we just have different knowledge about football. You loving football, you love football as a fan. So you're thinking your thought process is a bit all over the place. It's yeah. too emotional. Correct. I'm, I'm the professional. 
So for me, it's more rational. It's more of a job, yeah. and I'm also a football fan. But so that's why when I interact with fans, I have to be myself. Like I'm laughing, I'm cool, I'm relaxing, I'm joking. I don't take, you know, I don't carry myself like you know what I ain't got time. You know, no, it's just like you know what because at some point it's gonna bite you yeah. back. Mm-hmm. It's gonna come back to you. Just be, just be you. Like football is such a great sport. It brings so much emo- emotion that mm. fans, all they want is you to be you. And when I signed for Newcastle, this is where Kevin Keegan told me one thing. He said, listen, here in Newcastle and over here in the UK, you want to be successful, be you and always give your best. Mm. People will always forgive you mm. like if you have a bad game. But if you give 120% every single time, that's, so like, for, that, yeah. that's what you can ask for. That's the yeah. least you can do. Yeah. And I've always took that on board and took that with me. So that's why people, even the, I don't know, the secretary, the people in the kitchen, the the the, the kid kid man, the kid, yeah, yeah. like they were all my friends. I was staying there. We're having banter. We're laughing yeah. because for me, that's life. Mm-hmm. That's real. And I like what's I don't like what's fake. And football brings to make a fakeness. People. You know they try to be someone they're not yes yeah. so that and that's what that's why i'll try to push to get away from just be be true authentic and that's what i think that's what people think like okay what you see is what you get mm. yeah, yeah so it was chris Houston that brought you in i so it would have been dave mcnally yeah. uh who would have been our ceo sporting director type at the time did you ever speak to david did you get on with david what was your relationship like with him at the start, when everything's going right, you know, people just bought you. Obviously, they're going to all be cheering for you. Everything's going to be all right. And that's that's what happened. Mm. And, I, and I didn't know him. And I'm not really a nosy person. No. I, I'd rather stay at home easy. I don't go out much. So I'm just, okay, he does what he does. As long as he, he's fair, like I got a contract, he respects the term. And no, I don't have no reason to interact with David. I hear a lot of things because as I, I'm becoming a big player in the team, people want my advice or people want my opinion. So when there's like even Holti at the time was captain, so he was sometimes asking me, oh, what do you think, Seb? And the, 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 how things happened at Spurs, you know, in that situation. So I was kind of giving my, my advice or my opinion of stuff. So that's how I've kind of learned about David and what he was doing. But I'm very physiognomist, so when I, I look at you, you know, I'm kind of analyzing people, body mm. language, you know. So, and I've always had a feeling that ah, he's, a, he's, a, he's a cheeky bastard, you know. Mm. <laughs> but, but that's football. Yeah. That's part of the, like, for mm. me, that was nothing surprising. I, came, I just came from a club where Daniel Levy was the chairman. Yeah. <laughs> so trust me, I had seen a lot of things. Yeah. But yeah. the difference was, I... The reason why I like Daniel Levy is because Daniel, when I was asking him something, he was telling me the truth face to mm. face to face. Whether I like it or not, he was just direct. And the problem with David, he was a bit just going around and he wasn't direct. And mm. that was the same problem I had with some players. Mm. When you do things in my back, this is when now, me and you now are going to start having problems. Tell me whatever it face in my face. Honestly. I've seen it all. Mm. It doesn't matter, but at least I respect you. Just because say me, it to your face. Just yeah. say it to my face. Don't be double, you know, double faces and yeah. stuff. And David, at, at some point, 
it was getting that's this is when it started becoming a bit shady yeah. mm. it's it's interesting you mentioned there when everything was going well and going good people are of course they're going to be nice to you did you not did you not feel necessarily supported when maybe in that second season when Norwich was starting <laughs> to struggle a little bit more we weren't at the right end of the table you're personal performances might not be to the standard they were in previous seasons. Mm-hmm. Is that where you felt let down by certain individuals? When I uh, start, you got to, okay, second se- season, mm. this is when you got to... You're captain now at this point as well. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. You got to f- put things back in perspective. Mm. Holti leave. Mm. He left. Holti is a talisman. He's captain. Like, there's no negotiable. I've had the season that I had. I know my character, and like I've been captain before, and I've been offered a handbag. Because the thing is, everybody thought and expected Russell to be captain mm-hmm. because he was mm-hmm. the vice captain when the whole team yeah, was there. Yeah. And in a club in a city like Norwich, an institution like Norwich, it just could, it, it goes well without a saying. But in the manager's mind, it's different. Mm. When I do get asked, Seb, do you want it? Hell yeah, I want it. Because this is part of who I am. Yeah, yeah. But this is when things started going sideways. When people like... Mm-mm-mm. With the other players? With some of... Maybe some of the players, but not most of them, but within the board. Within right, people the board. up there. Like, they didn't understand that Chris did that. A club captain... Just Russell, a club captain, save a team captain. Mm. But Chris, I said to Chris, listen, you gotta just like go either way. And yeah, but you're gonna do this, you're gonna do that. And I'm the one wearing the armband, but for the stuff around the club, they gotta include, involve Russell. Then, okay, so this is when things get that. But from that point, you talk about support, getting support. The biggest thing, the, the biggest turning point in my career is that me having the armband. At Norwich. At Norwich. This is when everything changed. Because from that point, I'm not in uh, my, my shirt's been taken out from the shop. Yeah, my shirt's been taken out from the shop. I wasn't in the program no more. I haven't been in the program for three years. Why? Match their program. And Bear in mind, when I was scoring goals the first season, I was everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I must say, everywhere, everywhere. Any advert, they could say because I was dancing. I mean, yeah, were, you and Kai Kamari, yeah. Yeah, I was doing, okay, every advert, if there was an appearance to be done, they needed me, yeah. I was going to, okay, cool. I'm the famous, famous player at the yeah. moment, and I'm playing well. We know the drill, we know the game. Second season, I'm captain, mm. yo. And... Yeah, things started going really bad for the team. Not bad, but not as expected. Yeah. And I've been asked, Seb, yeah, you got, I said to the people, I can't be like Superman. I'm a central defender. Mm. You can't be Holty though either, Seb. Yeah. And that's the problem. That's the problem. Holty, you know, bona fide club legend, you know, and absolutely adored by supporters. And I'm not saying that that's a negative for you, but it's like, how do you go about... You can't be Holty, but everyone expects you to be like I'm him, not right? Holty. I'm not a striker. Yeah, Holty's yeah. called goals. Holty's been through all the mm. stages with yeah, Norwich. Yeah. Like, growing up. I come in the Prem, yeah. and I'm a Prem guy. Champions mm. League, yeah. Champions. So, this is a different feel. Mm. This is a different product. 
I, I bring something different to the table, but as a leadership, yes, I know I'm a leader, I'm a born leader, mm -hmm. but so I think the transition was difficult for the fan, yeah. but even the fan, they were good, but within the club, and people started creating a bit of beef between me and Ross mm. be, because of that. We kind of so there was no beef between you I, and Ross. I, no, there was no beef. But like, he wasn't particularly happy about the way things were done. Right. But okay. nothing against me. Yeah. So I knew that for me, I knew that Russell was a big part of the club. Yeah. yeah. So we just like come together, hand to hand. I don't personally. I don't. All I want is win. Yeah. Exactly. All I want is the team to perform. But out and then I start things go wrong. I start getting some grief, some really I become a bit of a scapegoat. Mm -hmm. No problem. Until that, me, I take responsibility. You can't be for me you can when you take responsibility, mm -hmm. I'm the captain. So if we win, I'm the first on the line and I'm you know showtime, I'm cool, I'm happy, my yeah. ego's been struck. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but if things go wrong, you also gotta be the first on the line. Yeah. That's what I take I call taking ownership and taking responsibility. So you can't you can't only be the captain and the, the in super good times in a good time. So yeah. the thing thing go wrong on the pitch. I'm the first one in the press conference. I don't care. Honestly, I go and yeah. I stand up, say, listen, yeah, throw it at me, yeah. and I defend my team and I, I protect my dressing room because mm -hmm. for me that's my core value. Yeah. But at some point when I start, like, I don't do no nothing anymore at the club. Like, do you I, think you were too honest, Seb? Yeah. Because I think I could imagine the boards and people higher at Norwich would have gone, oof, mm. Seb's going to tell the truth about the shit that's going down here. Did, is that what it felt like to you? I just, at the time, I, had, I couldn't really think straight. Now I can really assess things. Mm. But at the time, I felt like, you know, they don't get it. I don't, all the politics... I'm not involved in the politics. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm here to play football and yeah. to make my team win. Yeah. So, and I know what it takes. And the thing is, they don't want to hear. They don't want to listen. I'm not even getting involved in transfer. And, but like, yeah, yeah. when it comes down to the team, so yeah, I think you should, we, we all got to say something, but you should listen. This yeah. is, I know my thing, but... Yeah, I've been. I'm very honest. I'm very. But I know how to put the form. But at some point, when you kind of um, breaking some code and stuff, now it's becoming a bit difficult for me mm. because I'm very strong-minded. Yeah. And as much as I said, my rage or my anger, my character helped me a lot. Mm. So I'm strong in my mind. So you, I'm. I'm not worshiping nobody. So I'm here for the truth mm. and the truth only. And I think, and then I start realizing, <laughs> I go to the shop, a chapel fit, I don't see my shirt. Mm -hmm. For the next three years, my shirt wasn't in the shop. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> okay, and I'm supposed to be captain. Mm. So, there's something wrong, but it's cool. I play it down. But we know, and I speak with Chris, and on, on or off, you know, sometimes I call him because... Yeah, private calls, yeah. Private calls, and I was like, Gaffa, what's going on? He said, Seb, I'm getting a lot of grief because of your armbar. Yeah. I'm mean, like this, you know, like... Why is that, Seb? Why, why do you think that was the case? Why were you getting grief for but it? When you come somewhere and you change kind of rules, mm. things were going in a certain way and you come all of a sudden, you don't, 
you read the room because for me when you come somewhere you're a foreigner you're an outsider you got to read the room mm. you got to know what's going on how things are working and i think chris came but he didn't change things but people weren't ready for him to change things because they were used to the lumber type i like you guys norwich were maybe league two league one yeah, yeah no, league they, one championship they were championship and you know they were working their way up so what would you change but this is the difference Chris felt it. You needed a change. We needed to, at that point, go that go next level. That yeah. next, next level if you wanted to stay there. But it's difficult when you come and you don't have that much support and you try to change things without being very understood by people. Mm. Even the fans, if they don't get no explanation, they're never going to understand why we need to go that way. And that's why I never blame the fans on any, in any club. Is yeah. the way you handle things up mm. there. You, you send a message. Do you think the mentality at the top of Norwich City was wrong even when you were there? Because people are asking the same questions now. Why can't we stay in the Premier League? Do you think it's a mentality issue that they don't want to change? They don't want to become a Premier League outfit? I wouldn't say they don't want. They're just like... It's funny because my last episode on Seb's SMA is called the blind. Uh, no, one of my episodes was the blind spot. Yeah, if yeah. You, if you're not looking for your blind spot, you're never going to be able to improve. Yeah. Mm. Nobody knows everything. In terms of knowledge, they've reached a certain level, which is good. But then you got to assess yourself. Self-assessment. Okay, what do really we, what do we really need to stay up there? Mm. And that's it's the same for a player. You can sign your pro contract. But signing is easy, yeah. but staying up there yeah, yeah, yeah. is another story. And I reckon that Norwich at some point, they didn't have a good self-assessment. They were reluctant to change. You know, they, I call Norwich be being between Prem and, uh, and the Championship. Yeah, yeah. They're too good for the Championship, but they're, they're not good enough for the Prem. But when you got a, a same problem coming back, but you keep doing the same, the same mistake, that's, what, that's the definition of insanity. Mm. Doing the same, the same mistake, over and over expecting a different result. And this is when I said, and sometimes I said, ah, that, that wasn't me, because they're still in the same position. Mm. They have, what I changed? You can't, football is a capitalism game, right? Yeah. Football's about money. Norwich at the time were debt free. They were no debt. Yeah. They were proud of it. Yeah. And I get that, but still, if you wanna, if you wanna survive in this world, in the Premier League, you gotta you gotta spend some cash. Yeah, Norwich is in an area of England which is not the, maybe the most popular mm -hmm. for the youngsters. Mm -hmm. For like, it's good to raise your kids, sure. obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got the calls, you got to see, but this is not the most popular. Yeah. And one day I said to David McNally, I said, "Listen, David, you wanna be, you wanna attract more players. Forget about me. Me, I got a different mindset. I came for a reason. Yeah, yeah. Because my the way I think is not common. Yeah. Fine. But yellow, for, a, for example, is not the strong color. Mm. When, you, when you look at the yellow, is not yellow in and the green. color palette. Yeah, yeah. Palette. Psychology, yeah. Psychology and a strong color. So it doesn't attract people. It doesn't attract people. Yeah. The location doesn't attract people. The training ground doesn't attract people. So how are you going to get some very good player? We're gonna come and really yeah. like you know work mm. for it so and i said don't look at the problem now work on the solution 
Because the training ground's only just been done, sir. It's just been done. When I came, it was supposed to be like done this, the season I was in, the yeah. first season. Yeah, yeah. So I said, listen, how are you going to attract players? And you don't want to pay big wages. Yeah, if yeah. you don't have the location, you, you, you're going to compensate. Yeah, you're going to yeah. pay big wages. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't have the rest. And yeah. then you can work off that. And that's what I was trying to... But obviously, David didn't even listen. Yeah, said, okay, cool. But I was only sharing that because of my experience. Yeah, of course, yeah. And I see, like, I was talking one day to one of the players who was playing for West Ham. And I said, listen, you know, come and join us, blah, blah, blah. He said, I'd rather go championship, bro. Wow. Yeah, he said, he said what am I going to do in Norwich? He said, what am I going to do in Norwich? Really? He said, I'd rather go, and we were in the Prem. He said, I'd rather go championship in another city. So when you do assess, and there's nothing wrong with accepting what it is. Mm. It's what you do about it. Mm. And I think since then, they've been going around, trying to, like, instead of tearing the house down and rebuilding the house from the ground up, yeah. they're trying to patch things. But when you do patch, at some point, it doesn't, it doesn't stay up. Not solid foundation. Not solid foundation. So the transition is the, the bit who's missing at Norwich. People don't, and you're gonna be exposed. Now you've been exposed to the Prem. You know the taste of it. Nobody. Mm. It's all about exposure. When you do get exposed to the highest level, you do whatever it takes. But then I think now Norwich is happy where they are because it's a good family club. Mm. But you can't have it both. You rather have your value and you're a good family club. Yeah. Which one do you want to be? Which one do you want to be? Pick. Norwich City get relegated. You go out on loan to Watford. Yeah. You've gone from player of the season, club captain. Yeah. Now Norwich don't want you. Tough. Right. No, but like tough. Just, just take, Chris, us through, take us through that yeah. process. So okay. Like how I, I tried, how did you get moved on to Watford? Okay. When I finished the season, Chris has been sacked. Mm. Chris has been sacked five five games before the end of the season. And he's the main man that's brought you here. Yeah, he's you the like main man. Yeah. It's all right, but you know what? That's yeah. football. I don't, honestly, I'm not bothered. Okay. That's football. You're not worried because Chris was your no. mate. He brought you in. No fear at all. No, in my, in my, in my head, I'm, no matter what, I'm good. I'm, I know what I'm good at and I'm a sick captain. So, and then, Mr. What's his name again? Alex Neal? No. Uh, Neil Adams? Neil Adams ah. came. Yeah. What was your experience like with Neil Adams yeah, then? That's the thing. That's the turning point. He came... I don't know him. I just know him because he just won the AFA Youth Cup. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I was in the dressing room with them kids sometime, you know, cheering them up and blah, 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 as a first team player. But this is only, this is the only time I've seen Neil Adams. Yeah. So now Chris has been sacked. I'm captain. We're going through a time, a difficult time, whatever. Okay. We stick together, the player. We don't know who's going to come in. Okay. I hear that. Neil Adams has been appointed into, like in the meantime to caretaker mm. yeah. of the team. Thursday, I remember I'm in, my, I'm in a dressing room, you know, like when there's a new manager coming, you know, there's a bit of uncertainty around, you don't know what's happening. And uh, he comes in the dressing room, has a meeting with us, you know, like a safe, classic meeting. Guys, we're going to give it all, blah, 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 blah. Okay, cool. But I'm going to have... Um, 
I'm going to call up some players, some main players, key players in, uh, in my office just to have a feel about what's going on. But, all right. And he leaves, goes in his office, we're going to just before training. And uh, people come and say, man, yo, Skip, what's happening? So what's going on? So, yo, Skip, Skip. I said, I don't know. Ah, come on, you do know you don't want to share the secret. No, I don't know. The thing is, he doesn't call me in his office. He calls everyone else, John, mm. he doesn't call me. Right. All right. What do you want me to do? I'm not going to go in. You mm. haven't called me. I go along. Okay, I get along. Things go, he doesn't call me. We train and that was the, the first week he came. That was the turning point, a crazy week. Because then he goes into the paper. There's things some quote. Yeah, I need to change this. I need to change. I need to change my captain. Blah blah blah. I don't read the press. That thing in the press, Seb, to interrupt you there, mate. I remember seeing that because he he publicly called you out. He basically said Seb needs to prove himself as a first team player. It's tough but that's, like that. but you, you're the captain. So how did that make you feel? Like? And that's the and I remember the, the leading get were well, the week leading to a Fulham game. Mm. We're just like, I don't know what's going on. I don't get called. People come and see me. And the thing is, in the dressing room, people know that he didn't, he didn't call me. Mm-hmm. So it, that creates a little yeah, bit of, of um, what's going on here. What's going on yeah. here? Okay. What's wrong with him, with, with Seb? Like, and I said to people, I don't even know him. So he doesn't call me. Come to the game. I see the, like, the team. Obviously, I'm not going to be involved. He called me in his office. Tell me, you know what? I'm gonna try Russell, Russell in the mid, like in a sense of, sense of defend with this person. I don't remember who it was, and um, I was out of the team. What do you mean to say? I don't say nothing. I say, okay, cool, cool, cool. So, but the week goes along. There's a lot of press thing release when uh, I receive a bare articles, but when I've been called out. So, what am I supposed to do? Pressure. Common game, film game, right? And um, we go to the walk. And bear in mind, he hasn't spoken to me. I'm the captain. People are like, oh, caps, keep. Oh, I'm like, wow. I'm all over the place. We go to the game. We go to the walk on a Saturday morning. And I, I, I just like talk to his assistant, um, the Naizad Villa. Oh, no, I don't even know. Mixed risk. I don't remember his name. I said, listen. I want you to talk to the gaffer, please. Because I'm a man. I talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's have a conversation. Yeah, let's have yeah. a conversation. He said, ah, he's not coming out of the walk. Say, say what, do you want me to, what do you want me to say? I said, listen, this is a very important game for the team. Mm. And obviously, I know I'm on the bench or yeah. something. So I ain't got no problem. I mean, yes, I do, but it is what it is. But I don't feel being on, on the squad. Yeah. Because if you ask me to come on, even for five minutes, I gotta be, I gotta be focused, hundred ten percent focused, even if it's for five or two minutes. Yeah. Because this is very vital game. Yeah. So what do you think? Because I rather you to put Ryan. I said because Ben or is gonna be out of squad. Put Ryan on the bench because there's a few tennis chains that I come in. Yeah. I come on, but and I'm having a discussion, right? Literally, on my kid's life, and then. No, Seb, you're the captain, you know, you're the leader, you're the main player, blah, blah, blah. We need you, we need your presence. And I said to him, you know what? Fair enough. I'll do it. Okay, cool. I was just, I just wanted to exchange. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Cool. Come to the team meeting. Team's out. 
boom, 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 and when I, not, I look at the subs and I'm not in. Mm. I'm not in the subs. I'm like, mm. oh, okay. I don't, I don't, I don't really understand what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I don't say nothing, so I keep my, my truck suit on, we go to the game, to the ground, blah, 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 and people, I don't get in the dressing room because at some point you're going to get, come out, let them get ready, and I, stand, I, I sit in a stand. Mm-hmm. People see me in, in the stand. stand. Yeah. We lose the game, right? Press conference come, first question was, Basong was in the stand, in the stand, to mm-hmm. Neil Adams, and most of the press conference was about me. I don't say nothing, but, and we had agreed to really, to after the game, because we had a couple of days, there was before Easter, that I could go back to Paris. Okay. Go back to Paris, everybody was going to be- Oh, just to go on holiday sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. a couple of days for the weekend. And um, and, uh, he was, I don't know why he, he did that. He wanted us to all go on the bus and le- like, I don't know, release us l- further in the, for, for the fans to see us go all getting in the bus together, together right. and all that kind yeah. of thing. But he knew we all had programs and he was taking ages. He was just talking there after the press conference. He was giving me the look and the, and so I went on the bu- in the bus. I said to the guys, listen guys, I gotta go. I got my Eurostar. You know, like when well, you were in London anyway. I yeah. was in London. I yeah. said, guys. Uh, I said, guys. I gotta go. Yeah. Like, but I know, and I know, I know the game. I know people what they will, what they want to do. I said, listen. Can you guarantee me that you got my back? I mean, you telling him, you vouch for me. I left from here. Yeah. Because I had my train. Yeah. Even like, okay, I know what we agreed, but I'm not like you. You going back to London? You going back to I don't know Huddles or yeah, wherever? Yeah, yeah. I gotta go to France. This is the last Eurostar. Yeah, Seb, no worry, go, 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 don't worry. We tell him, he will love, but we tell him. I leave. Go on the tube, blah, blah, blah. Receive phone call, the assistant manager. Seb, where are you at? I don't even pick up. I'm like, oh, what's wrong? I don't pick up. Get on the, Euro, on the Eurostar. Seb, you left, blah, blah, blah. I said, no, but I told them to tell you. Yeah. Now, Seb, you left. I see you on Monday, you're gonna be in big trouble. What? Mm. Come back on Monday. I'm chill. Honestly, I'm chill. I'm like, okay. And they're giving me the, they, they're giving me a. Going in. <gasps> wow, you let the Neil team Adams down. is doing yeah. this. Yeah. You let the team down. You better. That you, what do you think? And then I receive a week later a big fine refusing to get involved in the Fulham game. What was the fine? <laughs> like, uh, uh, one, uh, one week wages. Wow. One week wages, like what? So hang on, they're saying you refused to get involved with the, f- but you were dropped. You, it wasn't was your dropped. choice. That, no, no, I had a conversation with yeah. them. And, and then said, they I said, want to play. I said, they said, it's fine. If you yeah. want me there, it's fine. Yeah. Then all of a sudden it turned out that mm. I refused to be in the game. One week wages. Mm. What? I'm like, oh, hold on a minute. What is going on? And then I go and contest the fine and take the fine to the PFA. Oh, wow. I, I didn't want to do that because in that, in that period of time, I received free fine. Three times three weeks wages, uh, week wages. Uh, we played Man U. Obviously, the next game, we play Man U at home. Yeah. I'm not in the squad. And I live in Trots, which yeah. is yeah, yeah. I know, five, three there, yeah. minutes from yeah. the ground. So in the meantime, I went home after the dinner. I yeah. went home and I came back to the game, like even an hour before. And I was in the stand in the player lounge. 
I received a fine saying, oh, I wasn't attending to the game. I said, what are you talking about? I was at the game. Now you're going to weak wages, another weak wages, and stuff like that. I was like, what is going on? And another one for the Liverpool game, the same. You weren't there. I said, what? Three weeks wages, you know, like the three weeks. Yeah, yeah. Every week I receive a fine. I'm like. <laughs> so what do you do then, then? Then I take the fine to the PFA. Mm. Yeah. And I didn't want to do that. I'm like, but guys, you, you expect me yeah. to pay that. And this is when, between me and the players, at some point, they start getting, guys, mm. nah, 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 I've always covered you. Mm. I've, like, when you were doing your madness, blah, 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 I, I'm the captain. So that's, it goes with that thing. Right, okay. But you knew, I told you, and he knew. But I don't know what was being said in behind. Mm. You don't think people had your back? No. No. They didn't have my, and I told them. Yeah. In the dressing room, I said, listen, you didn't have my back. But what, but then to flip that, Seb, we've, we've read that message from, from, from Big John Ruddy and you go to Watford and I think most Norwich fans at that point are thinking, well, this is game over for Seb Basson. He's never going to play for Norwich again. But then you come back. But then John is saying, you're, you're great. We all wanted you back. So I don't understand. Now, before I leave... Like when I come back from the when I come back from, like the season finished, we'd get irrigated, yeah. right? I go on holiday with all those fines and blah blah blah. Cool. And I come back pre-season. I don't have no locker. Yeah. I don't have no. I've been stripped off of my of my squad number. I don't have number five no more. My my clothes are on the floor. Right. My clothes. Literally, my kit is on the floor. I don't have no locker. Nothing. First day back. I've been told we'll go to the manager office. Now Adams is the manager, right? He's been appointed manager. Yeah. He come and talk to me, said, listen, you can leave. I don't need you. I'm going to get so many center half in the blah, blah, blah. I don't need you. Okay. Hang I, on. No, no, hang on. I, Seb, <laughs> no, no, no. I don't get this, Seb. Because what Norwich see is nice Neil that won the FA Youth Cup that's everyone's best friend. Yeah. But then that, that seems like a completely different person. You're like... This is human nature. Like, he, he was nice with other people. But with me, at that time, he said, yeah, what I saw of you last season was enough for me. But all those stories that I just told you, and I'm like, no, there's a big... I don't know. What? I didn't yeah. do nothing wrong. You know, when we said earlier, you've sometimes felt misunderstood. Did you feel misunderstood oh. with Neil Adams? Yeah, I like... And I asked him, like, listen, what did I do wrong to you? Because even... And this is when I realized that's things being said behind my back. People just like, I don't even know. They're creating stories. But I stood strong. Mm. And then I said to him, he said, you can leave. I'm not going to take you on a tour, on a preseason. You're going to stay. From that point, I wasn't like, I was training with a, by myself. By myself. Or sometimes we were under 16 or something with kids. And I've lasted the whole summer. I wasn't, I, I wasn't even allowed in the dressing room. From Captain Bird. So then I'm like, and I said to Neil Adams, listen, I don't even know you. You need me more than I need you. But the thing. And then thought, what that must have caused. Yeah, but like, but no, but we played Chelsea the, like, the, in the last five games for the previous season. Yeah. I'm in my house at Trials. And uh, my dad was there. And he said to me, he said, can I ask you something? I said, yeah, dad, go. He said, tomorrow you're off. I said, yeah, I want you to go to the training ground and sit down, knock on the manager's door, sit down with him and talk it through. 
I said, Dad, I can't do that. There, you know that. He said, Yes, you can. Just do it. He said, You can. You're stronger, and I want you to show them that you bigger than that. That okay. I said, Listen. Uh, next day, I go to the dressing, knock on his door. Yeah. Oh, Seb, how are you? Blah blah blah. Sit down. We were playing Chelsea. I said, Listen, Gaffer. You know what? I don't even know what's going on, but he said to me, no, you know, the thing in the press, I didn't say it, blah, blah, blah. Cool. I'm not about that. I'm just about the next two, three games because I forget about everything happened to me or whatever. I just want you to be able to put the best team yeah. and like to, to, to give it the best. And this is where I'm coming. Like, yeah, yeah. no ego, nothing. I mean, like, I'm like there for the team. Mm. I don't know you. You don't. It's no problem. But this is me coming to you. Mm. Oh, I'm so happy. So you know what I said. I've been disappointed by players. I got fooled. A lot of things being said. And then, true story. He comes and say, "Tell me who to play in the starting eleven. I said, "Never. <laughs> I'm never going to do that." He asked you to. Yeah. Play I said, team. "Yeah. Who do you think?" I said, "No, no, 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 no." I didn't even, even put myself. I'm like, I didn't even put myself. I was like, listen, all I'm asking you to do is to pick the team who you know that going to go to war, who's going to fight. The personnel, that's done to you. And I came to yeah. you to break the ice with you because I don't know how... Not, not to pick the team. Not to pick the team. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 no. no. It's not going to happen. I'm oh. not going to get tricked like that. Things happen. Oh, Seb. And we shook hands. Everything was yeah. kind of fine. Left, I felt like, you know, I said, you've done something big. I'm not in the team. He took me in the, on the, in the squad. Yeah. We go to Chelsea, I'm on the bench. At some point, I'm going to, I'm going to warm up. Yeah. Jose Mourinho passed him, he said, what's happening, Seb? I'm like, I'm cool, Gaffa, I'm cool. He said, when I see that you were playing, I knew we were going to win or something. He said, why are you not playing for a couple of games? I said, I don't know. He said, those clubs. And then he left, he laughed. Wow. Wow. So Jose told me, and then I said, yeah, okay, cool. So then, next game, Arsenal, I'm still not in the squad. I'm still not in the squad, and he finishes. So I come back from preseason, I don't have no squad number, nothing. Yeah. Train with the kids, they all go on, and Norwich start the season, they're flying. Oh, yeah. They're winning every single game. He took maybe two or three centre-backs on top of that. They're flying. And at the time, I wasn't even allowed in the building. Okay, cool. So Watford came. The Watford, they were still Watford. I'm like, yeah. Norris said, whatever, you can go. Mm -hmm. You can go wherever you can go. Cool. But before I left, you know, I'm um, that's how I do. I, I just like called a meeting with the players who were there the season before. I called the meeting and I said, and I sat down like this in front of all of them. I said, listen, I'm leaving, blah, blah, blah. But I just wanted to let you know because I'm a man. Of, I'm a man. I don't like things in the in the amber. I'm saying it, yeah. I know that you done this, you said that, you said that, you said that, which is fine. You know what that's life, but at least I just wanted to tell you in your eye that I know, and that what comes around goes around comes around. So you had it out with the players in the yeah. meeting. I said, listen, in the in the in the training ground. I said, listen, this is what I know. Some of them are like, no. I said, listen, shut the fuck up, because I know, <laughs> I know, but. Who was badmouthing you? Huh? Who was speaking behind your back? I'm not going to say a name. No, but, but you knew of it. I knew of it. Yeah. Because even David told me. Right. Because when I was supposed to get, be back, you know, like, even within the law, when you support, like, when the transfer window finishes, mm. you're professional, you're supposed to be back within, within the squad. Yeah. So we had, 
with my agent and David, the board, everyone, Neil yeah. Adams, agreed that if that doesn't go away, it has to be reintegrated. Mm. And then when we had the meeting, my agent on my right, me, David, Neil Adams, Neil Adams said, uh, no, I changed my mind. Hmm. You're not coming back and Noah didn't hold his promise. Yeah, he said, you're not coming back, blah, blah, blah. And my agent went crazy. I said, no, Christoph, steady, relax. <laughs> and I said to David, I said, David, David, you know the word, David, that's how we want to go. And then Neil Adams said, even the players, they don't want you back, and blah, blah, blah. I said, okay, cool. And I said to Neil Adams, remember what you're saying? You said, you're calling out the players, mm. my teammates. He said, the players, they don't want you back. And I said to David, David, this is, this is what's happening, right? Same, I'm going to back my, my manager up. I said, say no more. I left. My agent was crazy, was fuming, I left. And this is when I called the meeting with the players. Yeah. I went and watched. I said, listen, now you're happy. You're winning games. Yeah. You're winning. Fair enough. And yeah. I, don't I don't wish you anything less than that. Yeah, of course. But make sure it carries on like that. I'm leaving. But I'm telling you now, you're all slagging me off. You're but one day, you will come back and kiss my ass. That's mm. what I said. And that's what happened. And that's what happened. Because when I came back, I wanted to stay at Watford. We were playing. We were winning games. Yeah. We were top of the league. I was in, back in London. Happy days. Then I get a call. It said, you're going to come back. Yeah, but no. We're trying to extend my loan. There's a manager who doesn't want me. And Norwich, and you want me to come back? What for? No, you got to come back. David's calling me. No, no, no. We try everything with Watford to stay. No working. Come back in Norwich. For I haven't heard about nobody for ten days. I was at home. I didn't know what to do. Yeah. Bear in mind it's winter. Then I realized that Alex needs got appointed. I don't know who Alex is. Yeah. But and he called a meeting with me. <laughs> that was one of the funniest meeting ever. Scottish guy with accent. <laughs> I, I didn't understand. I feel that. like you and Alex, like, <laughs> yeah. but he just—he was an angry man, mm, you know, angry yeah. Scottish guy. So yeah, I feel like you've got a bit of that in you as well. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah that yeah. anger. Yeah. So it's fine. He was trying to be intimidating. Yeah, you know, like short man syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, if you listen to me, a lot of love for you. But and he said to me, you know what? I don't care about what happened. In the past, I've heard a lot of things about you. He said, I've got to be honest, I heard a lot of things, but I don't even know what to believe and what not to. He said, I know how human people are. Yeah. But he said, there's a big mess. He said, there's a big mess. He said, your name carry a lot of weight. Mm. He said, but I want my best player. He said, and you, you're the best. He said, you're my best player. So, so you put me back? He said, no. He said to me, are you up for the, for the challenge? I said, what challenge? He said, I want you back. But if you don't give me nothing, blah, 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 it's like, start threatening me, otherwise I'll break your balls and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> and that made me laugh because yeah. he thought I was... And then he shook my... I shook his hand and he and I shook his hand firmly. Strong, yeah, yeah. Strongly, we shook And I said, listen, I was honestly like that. So yeah, you done? Yeah, it's cool. all right. I said, it doesn't, it doesn't do nothing to me because at the time, I didn't know if I was able to do it or not. Mm. And this is when I had my first like support in terms of outside support to go through that period. Because for me, I couldn't even play with players who stabbed me in the mm. back. 
because th that's out of my core value. I yeah. can't yeah. see people every single day. So I was thinking, how am I going to do? But the thing is, Alex is telling me, Seb, uh, for at least a week or something, you're not going to be allowed in the building. I said, ah, we're in January. What are we doing? Like, <laughs> I was coming at training yeah. at four or five o'clock by myself when it was dark. I was like, no, I was happy at Watford and you bring me back. So that long story short, one day he put, uh, one day come and see me, they lost the game. Yeah. They lost the game against Sheffield, I think at home. And he right. came to see me and tell me, he said, you ready? I said, ready for what? He said, no, no, you, I need you back now. It's okay, it's not, I need you back in the dressing room. First in the dressing room. I said, cool. Okay, come back in the dressing room, don't say a word. Right. I don't say a word. Yeah. I just speak with the youngsters a bit, Alex, and but I don't say a word. And I said to Alex, um, Neil, I said, listen, there's one thing. You want me back? But for the next six months, I don't do, I don't give no interview. Yeah. No interview, nothing. I come and do my job and I leave. Yeah. He said, fair enough, whatever you need to do. Yeah. And then comes Birmingham. We lost. He said, Seb, are you in? I said, what? Are you, are you ready to do it? He said, what? I need you to start now. He said, no, no, no. Look at me in the eye. Tell me that you can overcome everything that happened. And I need you, I need the, the yeah. biggest Seb ever. Because you nourish we're 12 in this mm. step. I was like, you know what? Let's go. <laughs> but the thing is, when I, as soon as I give my word, I'm a man of my word. I said, let's go. He yeah. said, okay, cool. He shook my hand. And then in the dressing room, he said, guys, from now on, whoever doesn't like perform, is going to lose his shirt. Like the shirt, don't think that you... You're irreplaceable. Yeah, yeah. The one who doesn't perform is going to lose his shirt and someone is going to put it on. Birmingham withdrew and I never left the team until the playoffs. Hmm. And that's, yeah. But as John said, yeah, I was you possessed. Playing, yeah. I was possessed because like now, back to the start of the podcast, I had a, one of the biggest challenges hmm. ever in front of me. And wow. I just wanted to show people that yeah. what I told you was going to happen. I remember that period when, because as you say, we started really well under Neil Adams. He gets sacked. We were 12, 13, really struggling, shipping goals, can't score. You come back into the mix and we're going, what separate song are we getting here? Are we getting the player of the season winner? Yeah. Or are we getting the one that was clearly misunderstood under, under, uh, under Neil Adams, etc. And I don't think people quite knew. We knew the player you were. And then from that half of the season, different team. You were unbelievable. So did you feel like you had, in, in Alex Neal, someone that had your back? Or were you just wanting to prove people wrong? A bit of both. Because yeah. I came back and I, I've been assigned a new number. I didn't have no number. So I had number 30 <laughs> from my number five. Yeah. And now I have a number 30. Which, uh, and then Alex, what I liked about Alex is his passion. Mm. Yeah. Alex wasn't giving, like, it wasn't about being soft. It was about efficiency. It yeah. was about it has to be, it has to get done. We have to execute. And that's what I liked about him. It was like, okay, we connected because I knew, I saw in his eyes, mm. like, he, yeah. he had that passion and people thought I was aggressive, but I was passionate. Yeah, yeah. Which is totally, totally, mm. totally different what thing. What John said, misunderstood. I was passionate. Alex was passionate. Yeah, so that, yeah. And I told him one day, I said, boss, people think I'm aggressive. I'm a cool guy, mm. but I'm very passionate and I want to win at all costs. And it, that's how we understood each other. And then, yes, I had my, my challenge, my personal challenge said, can you overcome that? 
I never thought that I could. So then I had help from the outside, but, and I did. And then I know you're going to start talking about maybe Wembley and stuff like that. Yeah, but Wembley was the, the yeah, the, yeah. So Colin, let's talk about Wembley. We have to talk about Wembley. Mm-hmm. And you've said already said that you will win at all costs. And we've had, we're so blessed to have had many former players on this podcast, haven't we? And there's one story that always gets shared in, in different ways. And it's, of course, because you're a man of faith, proudly so, rightly so. And Declan Rudd shared it. John Ruddy shared it. You're in the changing rooms before Wembley. Why? Why did you do what you did? And for the people, what did you do if they've not heard the story? Um, I'm in the dressing room. Now we we were so good for the previous six months. Mm. Now it comes... It's like we could have gone gone up straight away but we kind of missed it against Middlesbrough yeah. mm. against Middlesbrough yeah, yeah we lost that was like we were unbeaten for a big big period yeah. and then we lost at home against the yeah. so that gave that lead us to the playoffs obviously you got the Ipswich semi-final how easy was that by the way <laughs> no go on how easy no, was that like it was, it was a good game because it was a derby yeah but for me, it wasn't that... Co- I was only focused on the final. I yeah. wanted to go up. So I knew Ipswich or whoever... Just whatever, really. Whoever was going to come in our way, we were going to sweep them up. Yeah. Mm. So this is what we did. But that was a good battle because the good atmosphere, you know, two legs. Then comes the final. Big game is big player. That's my mentality. Mm. Okay. Big yeah. game is big player. And as I, now you start to get, I like to leave my mark. I like to leave my mark. And I know that throughout the previous six months, Ross, I played with Ross. So I'm sure about that. Mm-hmm. And he's um, a skipper. He's got the armband and all that. But he knows that we're kind of two skippers in the team. Yeah, but yeah. I don't, which is, you've got many different leaders in yeah, the team. Yeah, of course, yeah. But I'm, I'm also very vocal. Like, whether I got the armband or not, I'm very vocal. Like, reg people, I'm dominant. So, and this is what I think at some time helped Ross and vice versa. So he, we were feeding from each other and that was my, I had my guy in front of me, Bradley Johnson, my forever soldier. I knew that with Brad, we could go anywhere, like even before game, we didn't even talk much. We just like, you know, hit chest, <laughs> his chest and like, and fist bump like that. And we look at each other and say yeah. like, okay, yeah, to yeah. Bradley, let's get it done. He said, yeah, bro, let's get it done. That was it. I knew. So then comes Wembley and I'm like, I'm, f- I'm trying to remember everything I've been through for the last year. All the emotional ups and downs and the hard work people didn't see. That's what I call the unseen work. Mm-hmm. Started Alex does his speech. We get it ready, big dressing room. Okay, cool. Alex does his speech and I, I kind of wait to see if Russell's gonna speak, because Russell skipped. And uh, for the last six months, I told you, I, I didn't speak. Yeah, yeah. I, I was only doing my job well, but on purpose, no word coming out of my mouth. Yeah. And then I said to Russell, no, Russ, you're gonna say something? He said, no, let's go. I said, okay, give me a minute. I said, uh, I said okay, then he said, yeah, cool. And Russ told me that I knew we were gonna say something. And then I said, everyone's gonna go out. I said, hold on a minute, everybody gather up, gather up. 
I had thought about what can I do? What can I, what, which words gonna come out of my mouth? So you didn't even know what you were gonna say. Like, you I was just like, did it in the moment. I was like, which word am I going for this? Am I going for that? And I thought like, you know what, except when it's, it's too planned, mm. it's not authentic. And I'm big on authenticity. So I said, gather up. And Alex, Alex trusted me. Like, you know, that's how manager, like big players, you, yeah. do whatever. Like, okay. I said, gather up. Yeah, we'll I'm in the huddle. I'm in the huddle. Yeah, huddle yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I come down like this. Oh, hang on, I, I need to get in. <laughs> and I have a, a little second and I say, listen, guys, you know what? I'll tell you something. Whatever happened like during the last six months, honestly, we're all here together as a family. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we, we wash the dirty laundry in the family. Mm-hmm. There's a lot There's a lot of things that happen towards me. Yeah. I said, yeah, I'm going to tell you, I, it's fine. I don't hold no grudges, yeah. right? And then I said, I just wanted to you to know because now it's a big moment. Yeah. Like we just we can't miss that. Yeah. We work so hard for that. So for any one of you who had double thought or something, I just wanted to make it clear. I don't hold no grudges, right? And because uh, you you know who I'm talking about, but we are one one accord. Yeah. We're a family. So let me do this. And then I said, hold on a minute. Let me do a little prayer. Okay. And then I start praying. Yeah. Heavenly Father, Baba. Okay, cool. I did a little prayer. And you could feel mm, that mate. people were like, Vroom. and then I said, listen, and then I said, amen at the end. And I saw Wes crying. There's, there were some, yes, there were some little tears. Really? There were some people who were sharing tears. Wow. And then I, we all got up like that. And then I said, what are you crying for? Let's go and get it done now. <laughs> and then we, I said, now wow. it's done already. Let's go and get it done. But, and everybody left like, Phew. first 10 minutes or something. Mm. Wow. Done. And then, I think that yeah. prayer, I think that prayer was the moment. Yeah. It's, it's remarkable though, because I think if, if any other person does that, says what you say, you don't get a reaction. Yeah. But there's something about you, Seb, that just, I remember John sitting here, John Ruddy, you know what he's like, big, yeah. fairly emotional. Professional. Yeah. Professional. He was welling up retelling the story. Yeah, he was. Five, six years on. But he That's did. Special. But, but John doesn't share that emotion. And you even think of Wes, like, Wes is so quiet, yeah. does no interviews, doesn't like, he keeps like, so the fact that he was crying, mate, just says yeah. everything about that moment. And, and I said to him, what are you crying for? I said, let's go. And um, in a way, for me, I knew it was already yeah. done. Mm. And it was there. I want to share. Wow. I want to share um, another message with you, Seb. You've, you've mentioned him. Your Brad. Your main I man. Know that, 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 like, that can only be Brad. <laughs> your main man, uh, and of course, Bradley Johnson. He's been on the show a couple of times, and he said he's he's poking you. Mm-hmm. I think he knows how to get a reaction out of Seb Song, like most people do. And he says, "Cool, what a guy! He'll be on the podcast. Ask him about when he came to my house on Halloween, and then we went." <laughs> And then we went to Ryan Bennett's house. If he tells you this story, it will be unreal. And obviously the prayer, the, the prayer before playoff. So he wants you to say the story. So come on, Halloween, let's go. All right, Brad's my guy. So and like in, we understand each other. We had the same kind of humor. And uh, there's Halloween. And I said, Brad, we're gonna do something. And I, there's something like, he said, what you wanna do? He said, you know, let's. Boy, buy some mask and all that kind of yeah, outfit. Yeah. And do you know where Elliot Bennett lives? And we just picked a couple of players' houses. Yeah. So what, what did you dress up as? I, I had a mask of a scream. Oh, 
Scream, right, the scream mask, scream yeah. mask, and brother had another one. Yeah, and but and we had fireworks, a lot of fireworks, <laughs> and uh, so we go around, and we we go around people's house, and we jump over the fence, we go into the people's garden, and we just lie down on the yeah. on the grass, and we light the f- <laughs> and we just we just threw the, <laughs> all the fireworks by the window, and you see them like, bah, it goes around, <laughs> dogs start barking. So is this just around Elliot Bennett's house? Yeah, but Ben like came out. We came out with uh, something, uh, a hammer or something, and like, who's that? And then we were hidden in the bush. Elliot Bennett came out with a hammer. Yeah, and that like, and he was he was so angry. We did that to Leroy Fair as well, Leroy Fair's house, and then he was shitting himself. (laughs) His dog came out. And yeah. he closed the door behind the door and stuff. And we honestly, that was <laughs> one of the best moments ever. We were just like, but Beno, ah, uh, Beno, if you listen to me, I love a lot of. He, he was angry at us, yeah. like he was pissed. He, I think, and he, then he called the police. No. So he called the police, and we were f- throwing fireworks. When my missus was there too, and uh, and. And then on the, I said to Brian, listen, now we got to bounce, we got to leave because. And then we hear, we hear the police coming. As soon as we're leaving, the police is coming to to our Beno's house. <laughs> and yeah, that was honestly uh, that was amazing. Blimey, what a story! And another thing that that made Norwich fans laugh, and I'm sure you'll remember, three minutes past seven on the 30th of November, 2013. <laughs> Seb Song, massive three points today. We were really solid. Great shift from all the lads. Thanks for the support. Hashtag clean shit. Talk, How do you mean no? Talk us through the clean shit. Because that's like, we, any Norwich fan now, we still say when we get a clean sheet, hashtag clean, clean shit. shit. Yeah, yeah. Still to this day. So, so how, why did you, was that an accident or did you say it on purpose? No, that was an accident. Uh, autocorrect? Yeah, maybe autocorrect. Since I, I, I'm not a big, I'm not big on social media. Right. Like, I think it must have been one of the last time I was on social media. I hadn't been on social media maybe for the next six, seven years or something. Yeah, yeah. But at the time when I wrote that, it's like it's gonna be done. You know, it's gonna be done. And people start reposting or tweeting like, "Yo, said clean shit." Ha 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 ha. And then I look back, I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like, oh. And for me, it wasn't that big. I was like, okay, people understand I'm a foreigner or something. Like that. But it started mm. becoming big. Mm. And then, uh, I'm like, okay, yeah, clean shit. Even on TV, yeah, it's all clean shit. I'm clean like, shit. And uh, yeah, that, honestly, that's, that's it. But yeah, people so, can be banter. I, I feel like there's probably a part two of this podcast that needs to be done. Um, there's so much we could speak about. I did just want to quickly touch on though. Promotion, Wembley, amazing. Yeah. Contract comes to a to a close. Yeah. And and you were here, or Stuart Webber was here for a few months while you were still here. Mm-hmm. I forget that there was that crossover. What was your interaction with Stuart Webber like towards the end of your time at Norwich City? We had one one chat. Okay. One chat only in the office where he told me, he said, no, you're not going to carry on. We're not going to offer you a new contract, <clears throat> which wasn't surprising for mm. me. And that was it. Right. That was it. To be honest, he didn't even shake my hand. Like he, every time he was in the training run in and around, he was keeping me and Yusuf Mulumbu because mm. I was always with Yusuf. 
but like he would skip and I he, used to he didn't even shake your hand no shake my hand like he was gonna shake yours yours right. and skip me and shake someone else's hand and I was like how pity is that because I was like what is I mean that's the basic shake people's hand that's mm. respect mm. no matter what you think of me mm. or what you think is yeah, gonna yeah. be done and I think he wanted to straight away he came in he wanted to put his mark uh, but he did it the wrong way because mm. and I once again I was like okay someone must have told him I don't even know what again and uh, that's how that's that's the only interaction I had but when I left I gave him something just to be just yeah just to be to feel a bit embarrassed about what you gave him something I gave the whole club the whole yeah because like as I told you uh, I like to to reverse engineer things yeah it's like you want to go out come at me I'd rather leave with a with a backflip okay with a backflip just to show you that no you can't get to me so what was your backflip the same way when I was like I told them you can't break me down if my mom and dad can't break me down no one's gonna break me down yeah the same way when they strip me off my number blah 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 no yeah now comes the end of the season dinner and uh, I don't have no table I remember I'm supposed to be on a table free free player per table mm. with the sponsors and all that my one I don't know all but you're part of the squad still Seb right? I'm still part of the squad but I'm the only one who stands still everybody's looking at me like oh what is going on and uh, I feel awkward mm. peace I don't even know what kind of emotion goes through me but at the time I'm like I'm so angry I'm like you know what now enough is enough because Bear in mind, the last game of the season, I didn't do the walk, the tour, because I was voting for the French, um, I was going to Wembley to vote. Yeah. So I wasn't there to clap the fan right, and yeah, yeah. say bye-bye, because I knew I was leaving. So come the end of the season dinner, and um, you know how it goes, captain speaking, Jack Humphreys, yeah, yeah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Stuart Weber is there, the first table with Dilla, everyone. We just go through the motion. But me, I'm sitting with the waiters, waitress and waiter. Yeah. Because I don't have no spot. Mm-hmm. So everybody's looking at me. People are filming about taking the piece. They're trying. I'm not happy. Mm. I'm not happy. I it's think a bit of a mockery of you, Seb. Because you've won player of the season for our football club. And that's where, during that, I mean, ceremonies, that, that end of the season dinner, there was a, John was leaving. Uh, West, I think, was leaving. Mm-hmm. There was a couple of players leaving, coming at the end of the contract, mm-hmm. and they were like giving praise to them, but not to me. I wasn't even they, uh, my name never been mentioned with the whole group of players mm-hmm. who were leaving. They were paying tribute to them. Ryan Bennett, I mean, you've been there. Um, West, John, I mm-hmm. mean, a couple of players. <laughs> I was just looking at that. Okay, cool. All right. And never, my name was even mentioned once. Mm. And then I texted, uh, I texted Yusuf. I said, Yusuf, get your get your phone ready. He said, What are you gonna do? To get your phone ready. That's it. He said, No, Seb, I'm gonna leave. Don't do nothing. Don't touch anybody and stuff. I said, No, 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 no. I might be aggressive sometimes, but I'm smarter than that. Yeah. And I, I want to show people that I'm bigger. Mm. Okay. In every aspect. All of a sudden, Russell is on stage with Jacob Humphrey. Yeah. <laughs> they're talking. They're talking. I just got up. I got up like the other blue. I got up and uh, I walked towards the stage. Oh, 
Silence in the room. Silence. I come up and say, Yo, what's happening, Russ? What's happening, Jake? Oh, Seb. And Jake is like, entertaining. Oh, Seb, you know, Seb song. And I say, Russ, give me that for a second. Take the mic off him. How have I not heard about this? Take the mic off him. Yeah. And then, uh, I say, hi, guys. Uh, just in case, this is what I did. I said, hi, everybody. Just in case you for, you forgot it, my name is Sebastian Basso. I'm a, I'm a Norwich player. And um, as I wasn't, I didn't have the chance to walk for the last game of season because I was voting, you know, I was doing my citizenship yeah. duty. I didn't have the sense to say goodbye, right? Yeah. So here I am, just because people forget very quick in football. This is what I said. People mm-hmm. tend to forget very quick in football. But I'm the, you know, I'm the, I was the player of the season. Just in case you don't remember, you know, I'm the captain of the team in the club, player of the season. But you see where I'm sitting. So it's all right. I said, it's all right. And uh, you, know, you know what, Delia, I love you. I said, Delia, I love you. You're like a, like a auntie for me, blah, blah, blah. You love my wife and stuff. So big respect. I said, Stuart Weber, thanks to you, right? We see each other. And uh, I said, I just wanted to remind you guys that because people tend to forget a lot in football and you know so you know what on the ball city and i see you later and i dropped the mic and i left wow <laughs> yo and i think on that bombshell <laughs> so I, I, one one more thing right because it didn't end on a good note this is the first time that you're wow that you're sharing all of these things with the norwich fans but for all the norwich fans that remember you as said song player of the season wembley winner mm-hmm. Soccer to the camera. Have you got a message to the Norwich, to the thousands of Norwich fans watching and listening to this around the world? Uh, the only message I have for the Norwich fans is like, keep supporting your team. They, you've been faithful from, from day one, and that's what a real fan is about, no matter ups and downs. But keep trying to give your best at Carroll Road, because Carroll Road is a very electric you know, stadium. Mm. When, when the fans are at it, honestly, that was, that was great. And um, honestly, the, the day at Wembley, with the fan I remember, because I would never forget, the half of Wembley was yellow and green, and that was maybe in my top three memory in my whole career. So wow. I, I say thank you very much to you guys, and uh, on the ball, City. Seb, so good. Thanks so much for coming, my man. Really, really appreciate it. Cheers, mate.